Welcome back, guys. Episode 149, The Morning Skate. You got Ked here, your host. Uh, before I get anything, shout out to my grandma. She passed away. I know fucking isn't hockey related or anything, but shout out to her. She was always the biggest supporter. Uh, she, like, wrote me a letter, like, months ago, and it, and it said something along the lines of, like, the more you learn, the more you earn, the more you earn, the more you I, – I honestly don't know. It's in my wallet. But shout out to her. She's a fucking legend. I'm here with Hal. Hal, what up, buddy? What's up, dude? Sorry for your loss. Uh, Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. Also, dude, episode 149. Fun fact, 149 is a prime number. Um, I'm not a Corsi captain. I'm not really, like, an analytics guy, but I think prime numbers are fucking cool. Like, divide me. I dare you. You can't. You know what I mean? I think it's just a kind of a cocky move for a number, so shout out 149. Maybe, do you have like a I love prime number t shirt? <laughs> no, dude. I don't know. I'm not really a math guy. Um, even though I was a math teacher, which probably is why I'm no longer a math teacher. But uh, I always enjoyed prime numbers. So that's just a little fun fact. Like when you ask teachers, like, what's your inspiration behind teaching? Like, people are like, oh, I want to make the world a better place. I had this one teacher back in third grade that I loved, and Ryan's like the number 149 really fucking gets me gone. So, shout out to Hal. And we're also here at BizDev. BizDev, how's it going, buddy? Going great, boys. You know, we had a nice weekend. I think what Hal's trying to say is that 149, the vibe is right. It's 4th of July weekend. Like, we're here. This is going to be a good one. I missed out last week. I, uh, yeah, I wasn't there with you guys last time, so fucking fired fired up to be back with you guys. Yeah, we got a little matinee thing going on. Normally record at night. Uh, now we're at 5.30, so I guess that's really not matinee, but a little bit earlier, which is nice. Gives us more time to edit the pod, so I'm not racing to do that. Probably for the probably for the better, too, because Sunday night, like past 7 p.m., my brain's usually off. Yeah, especially after a holiday weekend. Good luck. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're just going to hop into all of our shit. We have a ton to talk about today. So first things up, NHL News brought to you by Deathwish Coffee. Whoa, I'm not sure how I got here, but this is a really cool podcast. Well, while I'm here, I guess I'll introduce myself. I am the Incredible Jeff, the host of Fueled by Deathcast, the weekly podcast from the Deathwish Coffee Company. Each week, I get to talk with a special guest from rock stars to astronauts about what they do and what fuels their passion, because we're all fueled by death. We want to leave this world a little different before we inevitably leave it for good. Follow Fueled by Deathcast on all social media and subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or the Deathwish Coffee Company YouTube page. But for now, let's finish this awesome podcast. All right, NHL in the news. Here we go. First thing on the, on the thing, on the ticket, if you will, the 2020 NHL draft order. Now, I think the Red Wings – BizDev, can you look up how many wins the Red Wings had this year? Uh, they were supposed to be, like, your number one pick, and they've lost so many freaking games. But what it comes down to is the whole chances thing. So, from eight to one, 
Drafting eights, the Sabres, the seventh is New Jersey Devils, sixth is the Ducks, fifth is the Senators, four is the Red Wings, three is the Senators, two is the Los Angeles Kings, and number one is a placeholder team. Is Was, was this like – did they figure this out before the draft happened just to like get people really jacked up about who's going to be picking first place, or did, or did this actually just happen by chance? I don't know, man. It, I think this news came out like a week and a half ago now, um, and I just figured it out. It didn't make any sense to me. I Maybe they were trying to stir up some publicity, and it is like a good – it is a good thing in that sense. But to me, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts on it, Ken? Are you pissed? I'm not pissed, but like – you know, what, wait, what are you going to say, Dev? Oh, nothing. I was just going to add that it's uh, 17 wins. They went 17-49-5 and five for 39 points. I mean, that's, yeah, that's brutal. Um, yeah, it's just kind of weird. I think the thing that stuck out, stood out for me, one, that the Red Wings had, like, one of the worst seasons in NHL history, and they're not even picking first, which I, I get why, because you have the lottery, and that's what makes it fun. But when a team is actually that dog shit, like, you kind of hope that they get, like, a number one pick. Uh, more things that came up. Ottawa Senators, how many top five picks have these guys had over the last, like, three years? It seems like every every time you turn around, the Senators are picking in the top five. Shout out to our boy Eugene Melnick, who really likes to keep things interesting. Uh, he's playing chess, not checkers. And then last thing, the placeholder team. So this placeholder team, the number one pick in the draft is going to be from a team battling to get into the playoffs. When I say that, it's going to be a team like – the Carolina Hurricanes or the New York Rangers or any of those other teams that are in those play play-in series or whatever. So yeah, th- there's a chance that the New York Rangers are going to draft first overall this year. And, and for that, I, I don't even know what to say, how to feel. Um, blessed, honestly, just blessed. So, I mean, they're not going to lose to the Hurricanes, but on the off chance that they, <laughs> do, they could pick one. Yeah, uh, dude. I mean, I'm just gonna stop you right there. If you guys get the first overall pick because you get like swept by the Hurricanes, like, and you're like pumped, like it's gonna be very confusing for everyone involved. Like, I don't, cause you're gonna, you would get Lafreniere, which would be sick, and you would be so pumped, you would be pumped about it. Yeah. Um, but you also just got swept by like your personal arch nemesis, and like it, oh, yeah. it'd kind of be like a situation, I believe, where like you actually like fully would never be able to love Lafreniere, uh, because he came from that situation. Wow. Yeah, and, like, with, with my luck, like, the Rangers are going to get swept by the Hurricanes, and they're not even going to get that one pick. They're, they're going to end up getting, like, the 11th or the 12th, um, Worst case which would be brutal. But I don't know. Do you think that – this seems, like, too perfect, right? Like, I remember when this first came out, like, I didn't really think much of it because, like, the Rangers weren't going to be in it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, picking number one is a placeholder team. What? Is yeah, this predetermined, or do you think this actually happened? Because in terms of, like, marketing and shit, this definitely leaves hockey fans wondering who's going to get the first. That's, like, another event that they can have who's going to get the first overall pick. Which also, is that going to be released after the first round series are done? Or is that going to be once the Stanley Cup's done, then you figure out who's picking one? Yeah, I, would, I don't know. That's a good question, dude. I think, I think I would do it in the middle of the playoffs while there's that hype. I mean, some people would argue you want to do it after when it's dead. But I feel like the NHL is not going to have any time to get everything done they need to do. So kind of got to do like rapid fire in your face I think uh to answer your question if I think this is like staged or not the only way I'll think this is staged is if the Penguins get the first overall pick like that's Mario Lemieux's already done it twice with the league like if he does it a third time that would be ridiculous um I'm just gonna rip through a couple other thoughts I have wait Uh, wait, sorry I just did some calculations so 
picks nine through 15 will be assigned to the other teams that lose the eight qualifier qualifier series. Right. So there's going to be eight. So the, out of the losers, you're going to have a uh, eight at wait, how do I do this? Fuck one in eight chance to get the first overall pick, which is going to leave you at like 12.5%. Did I just nail that? Probably. I don't know. That was pretty good. That was pretty fucking good, dude. Who's your, who's the math teacher now? Sorry. Yeah. A couple of things, a couple of things I just wanted to mention though. One, I'm actually pumped for LA Kings fans. I think Quentin Byfield, if that's what happens, I mean, whoever they get, it's going to be a win, but a six foot three center, like, I don't know, just seems like someone who would be an LA King and, and they kind of deserve that. And like, I hope it happens. People are really sour on Drew Doughty right now. I am not, I still think he's a great defenseman. Um, I don't know. We'll see about that. Number two, there's a ton of Senators fans who are complaining and are, like, pissed off that they had these statistical odds and they got a third and fifth pick. You have a third and fifth pick. It could have been much worse. Like, you could have been the Buffalo Sabres who have the eighth overall pick. You got the third and the fifth pick, and you're mad you didn't get a one or a two. Like, kind of get over yourself, Senators fans. I understand it. You've been struggling. We support the Senators. Um, Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong. Last year, it went Devils, Rangers, Blackhawks. And all three of those teams didn't have the worst record in the league. And I think the Senators did. Correct. So they got bumped down last year. They get bumped down this year. Yes, I can understand why somebody would be a little upset about that. But at the same time, you're, you have half a dozen top five picks. Yeah, and I would, say, I would say that too. Maybe that supports your case of is this stage because it seems like the NHL is clearly trying to make a point that if you tank, it won't pay. But that's going to lead me to my last point. It sucks. You touched on it that the Red Wings have the fourth pick. I, I know that they tanked and, like, their team sucked, but I, I would just thought it would be interesting to see Stevie Y get, like, the first overall pick, and that's how he starts his tenure with the Red Wings. I thought that was going to be, like, a storyline. I, I was going to be curious to see, like, if he actually is the boy genius people act like he is because he's going to have to start from scratch in Detroit. As a Bruins fan, though, not having the first overall pick go in division yet is a good feeling. So I really shouldn't be, like, hoping the Red Wings get better. Who uh, did, did any of you guys watch it? Was it on TV? No, no idea. Honestly, I think it was. It was probably on like NBCSN, dude. Like, what else do they have to show? I watched last year, but that was just because the Rangers had like a shot. This year, I'm like, I don't know. If I was watching that live, I probably would have been pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um. But all right. So that was the NHL draft order. One last question: If there's not a season, is there a backup plan to this? That's a good point. With that first overall pick, you mean? With the whole fucking thing, if there's not a season, do they? You can't repick, right? Yeah, I don't know, dude. No, no comment. I'm so confused. I, no comment. No, there's no trade packs. That's like the old Pokemon card adage from back when we were kids. You trade a kid a card, and you say no trade backs, and there's no trade backs. Right. I did, and then, I did that to the nerd who lived next door. I got a Snorlax for I forget what fucking card I gave him, but hammered the no trade backs, and then he tried getting his card back, and I was like, buddy, no trade backs. So the only thing that I don't understand, the only thing that I don't understand about that um, is, as a Rangers fan, I think you might actually be kind of pissed because that means you would have what uh, instead of a one in eight, if you lose, you'd have a one in sixteen chance. Like that means all sixteen of those teams have a chance, so everyone has less odds. Oh, that I didn't think of that. Yeah, you're right. Because like you can't, you can't right. say, well, this team would have beat that team. Like you got to include them all, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't. I feel like they probably just should have waited. But this is just the NHL trying to get people to figure it. I, I get both sides. Um, yeah. Moving on, Bobby Mack. 
All dates are tentative and highly subject to change. If a getting an agreement ratifying drags on, changes can and will be made. But it's my understanding these are the target dates. July 13th, training camps open. Uh, July 26th, teams report to the hubs. And August 1st, games will begin. And if this is true, August 1st, all the boys will be in Martha's Vineyard watching playoff hockey. Is that what I just heard? That's a Saturday, too. That's our first day. <laughs> what a way to kick off the bachelor party, Hal. Oh, my God. It would be sick, dude. I don't – fuck. If you want my honest opinion on this, like, do you even think, like, it's July 4th, dude. Like, when are training camps supposed to open the 13th? Like, it seems like all that's happening is more people are getting corona, not less, and now in nine days training camp's going to happen. Is it actually going to happen? Like, am I getting my hopes up for nothing? And just to kind of – this was another topic you wrote down. I'm just going to mesh them together. Pierre LeBron came out and had that quote basically saying that the NHL is main focus is to have an 82 game season. Like if this gets pushed back more because there's more issues and more players are testing positive, like they can't do it. Right. And like, and I don't know about you. I just, this situation gives me so much fucking anxiety. Like I don't know what they're going to do. And part of me kind of just wishes like if, if they have to like step back in the next couple of weeks, like just prepare and make sure that we have a season next season. Like, give me a seat. I, I really want, like, a full season of hockey next year. And, like, I, I just – it just seems too volatile, like, to know what the hell is going to happen. Well, here's the thing, dude. Like, this corona shit's only going to get worse come fall and winter. Like, this, this isn't going to be something that's going to be – it's not going away, dude. So, I think you're – I don't know, man. Do you think they have a date determined that if they don't start it by this certain date, it's just fucking scrapped and then next season's what it's supposed to be? Like, there's just so many unknowns, like, factors out there that it's it's just really confusing. Dude, I just miss hockey, man. I miss playing it. I, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, Dev. But I, it just sucks, dude. Give me, give me some fucking Rangers hockey, man. Like, and the players – this just came out. Four players and one coach of the St. Louis Blues have tested positive for COVID-19. The problems may have started at a Clayton bar where several St. Louis Blues gathered week out. People in the general public were also there. A few days later, a player tested positive. How are you letting your players go out into fucking public right now when we're trying to have an NHL season? Ex- explain that to me. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, well, that's part of the issue is like, if you're an NHL player, like, you're not going to go anywhere? Ken, you wouldn't go anywhere. If you were paying me millions of dollars a year to play hockey, no, I wouldn't yeah. go anywhere. I wouldn't go to a bar or a restaurant. No. I, would, I would maybe go on a walk in the park. but Buddy, I'm, not, I'm a normal I'm fucking person. Man. I'll go to the bar right now because my life really doesn't fucking matter. But, like, if I'm Sidney Crosby, no, I'm absolutely not going to a bar. Yeah. All that right, is dude. so fucking stupid, dude. That is so – if we want sports to happen – the athletes need to fucking take ownership of this shit, which you know what's easier said than done. Code, you're not an athlete. I get that. But like, if we want sports to come back, these motherfuckers need to lock themselves in their fucking rooms and then go play when they play and get paid. Like that's the only way this happens. Cause if these players are going out to bars and like going out and partying, like I see the tennis guys throwing giant parties and getting like COVID like, duh, you need to be smart. You need to be fucking smart. And we're ha- like the fact that these training camps are coming back and people are coming over. Like I would have thought there would have been somebody in management that would have been like, guys, we can't really go out instead of finding out that four players and one fucking coach of the St. Louis blues went out and got COVID. Yeah. It's kind of like, if you think about it, it might be very selfish. It's kind of like we got our K class season. Like 
Yeah, they're just trying to ruin it for everybody. Yeah, that's how it feels, dude. It's like they don't want to share the love. They just want to continue to be with repeat Stanley Cup champions, dude. Yeah, I'm taking my ball from an unbiased place. Taking my ball. Also, dude. Yeah, I just want to point out, too, Clayton, Missouri. Like, are there even really that nice of bars in Clayton, Missouri? I pulled up Yelp. I've got the top five bars here, dude. I'm going to list them off for you guys. I'd like you to tell me, uh, just based on name, which one you think they're at. Because I'm, I'm assuming, like, NHL players aren't going below top five bars. Side note, there is a, a party bar in Clayton, Missouri called the Tipsy Pony. Uh, catering truck looks great. Number one. You know what, dude? Now that you just said the Tipsy Pony – I think it would be a lot harder than I think if I was a professional athlete not to go out. Because if I'm a professional athlete and somebody's like, hey, dude, you want to go to the Tipsy Pony? It's going to be hard for me to say no to that. <laughs> All right, dude. That was good to get that off your chest. Number one, the, the first bar, Bemiston Cocktail Club. Uh, it's defined as a gastro pub and cocktail bar. Got a photo of a panini. Number two, the Lobby Lounge Sushi Bar. Um, three, pretty expensive. Number three, Louie's Wine Dive in Clayton Kitchen. It's a wine bar with seafood. We got four, Fox and Hound Tavern, just says pub. And number five, Bar Napoli, which has a two and a half star rating. So what one do you think they went to? Probably the Fox and Hound pub, dude. No, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I feel like NHL players love to like eat sushi or tell people that they eat sushi. So I was feeling pretty confident in a glass of wine and around a sushi for the boys. But are you thinking like the opposite? Are you thinking this is like a dive bar Corona thing? I don't know, man. I think if I'm going to a wine bar to eat sushi, like in my head, I'm thinking there's not a shot I get coronavirus. But like, I don't know. Dale, do you have any word on it? I, th- I just hope some of our listeners are actually from St. Louis and they can weigh in on uh, the Twisted Pony or any of these spots. I, do you think they're wearing masks in Missouri? I don't know. I don't. Hey, hey, Dev, can you look up if Missouri's a red or blue state? Let's not get political, dude. I would like to know, but I, I don't, I don't know, man. I just think if you're going to be, if you're taking this shit serious and you want to win the Stanley Cup, in the perfect world, I would run out a hotel, put all my players in the hotel, get catered every, like they have the money to do that, cater them every day, open up the hotel bar just for the players. Like, I feel like that would be a no-brainer instead of going to the fucking sushi wine bar. Yeah. Well, dude, and this kind of ties into the last real topic we have on the corona shit in the NHL, um, that Toronto and Edmonton are going to be hub cities. Uh, it was reported that it was going to be Vegas, and, like, we talked about this last time. I was talking about how there's that video of that guy, like, hacking a dart under his mask, like, you knew it wasn't going to work in Las Vegas. Like, everyone was going to get it. So, at least the NHL made the smart choice there. And I was like, we probably shouldn't send a bunch of 20-year-old athletes to Las Vegas. Let's put them in Edmonton. Oh, my God. If St. Louis is going to the fucking Piggly Wiggly, you're telling me that people want to be going to the fucking wherever is sick in Vegas? I've never been. Sure, there's is cool the things. Piggly Wiggly a real bar? No idea. Sounds very familiar. All right, that's all. <laughs> um, I thought this was, this was interesting. Tyler Kennedy on NBA players upset about lack of sex in a bubble. And what he's talking about is like when play resumes, you're going to be in that bubble. Apparently the blues aren't in the bubble, but this is what Tyler Kennedy said. Let me put it this way. I don't think Sidney Crosby is thinking, do I want to have sex or do I want to try to win the Stanley cup? Sidney Crosby might not be thinking that, but here, here's something for you. I would much rather have sex than go to a bar 
and the St. Louis Blues are already going to the bar. So I, I just – Dude, if you if, – if, if I told you at any point in your life that you would not have to have sex for four months – Oh, no, I'm picking the Stanley Cup 10 out of 10 times, dude. But what I'm saying is, is like, you can't compare it sex or Stanley Cup because the bar has already been set lower with a bar. So at this point, it's bar or Stanley Cup and people are going to the bar. Is what I'm trying to say. All right. I pick sex over bar, but Stanley Cup over both of them. Yeah, probably. I don't have much to say on that. I will backtrack really quick, though. The Piggly Wiggly is a grocery store chain in the Southwest. So I don't know if you pulled that off of your, out of your ass or you're just familiar with regional supermarket chains. That was a pretty good reference, dude. Sounds like a good name of a bar. I'd go to a bar called the Piggly Wiggly. Also, Tyler Kennedy. Was Tyler Kennedy a good player? Like, is there was that, definitely is a... that the same Tyler Kennedy? Is that the guy who looks like a rat? His face is all bunched in. Yeah, I mean, I don't shame, dude, but some would see. Yeah, some would say. Can you pull up a picture of Tyler Kennedy and let me know if this is what he looks like? (laughs) Same guy? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's. All right, I mean, I guess that's all we got on Tyler Kennedy. Good role player. Kennedy's definitely taking sex over Stanley Cup, by the way. Well, here's the thing Tyler Kennedy already has a Stanley Cup, so is that even true? Like what? I don't even think. Who with? The Penguins, probably. Uh, he was on the Sharks. He was he on the Pens? What, dude? What yeah. team? What team? He was. I don't. I think. He I think he was. Wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah he a was. little bit. But I think if people actually think about who Tyler Kennedy really is as a hockey player, he played. He was a. He was a Penguin. Played there from 07 to thirteen. So he played there what six seasons, and he had four other seasons in the NHL. I just – here's a couple things on Tyler Kennedy. I saw his name and the name he registered me that that was the Tyler Kennedy that we were talking about. And also, like, can you imagine being an NBA basketball player and be like, yo, this hockey player is talking mad shit, and then you look and it's Tyler Kennedy? <laughs> I guess, dude, yeah. But if anything, that's probably even more insulting if you're an NBA player. J.R. Smith would backhand him and wouldn't even think twice about it. So my question, too, I don't know if you've heard any of, like, the reports, like the – NBA is like putting on basically like a festival for their players. Is that not going to be the case for the NHL? Like they're going to be like hotel team hotel and like the NBA is going to be like, I know nothing about the NBA. So they're throwing a festival of sorts. No, it's basically like they're creating this like epicenter, but they're going to have like everything the players could ever want there. That's kind of tight, dude. At Disney world, right? Yeah. Wait, what dude? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the The NBA players got fucking Disneyland. Right, and the NHL players got, uh, like, a Marriott in Edmonton. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that real life, dude? If I was an NBA player and you're telling me, yo, you get to go to Disney World for the next three months and try to win a championship, how cool is that? Yeah, I would be all – ride the rides? No, dude. No, I think the only thing is, like, you – so, some players have issues because, like, I guess you can't leave once you go until you lose. That's so, like, how it should be. I know, 100%. But here's here's a scenario, and if this happened to a New York Ranger, so Boston Celtics, shout out Danny Ainge. Uh, Danny Ainge. They, have this, they have this guy, Gordon Hayward. His wife is due, like, in the middle of the playoffs. He, should, uh, he said he's not going to go. To the playoffs or the baby? To the playoffs. Oh. Yeah. 
what what's the percentage of professional athletes that have a that have a baby due date on the same day of a game and end up going to the game instead of the baby? Wow, that's a hell of a stat. Probably not I would, very. Uh, I would not say very high, dude. I would love to know who didn't go though. Probably all. Probably, it's probably different if it's not your firstborn. That we That's said. what I'm thinking too. But is that fucked up to think that way? Like, if it's my firstborn, you gotta pick her. But if you already fucking been through and done that, like, and then you, I know exactly what excuse I would use to tell the girl, like, this is the good luck charm. I'm gonna go fucking win a cup right now for the baby, and it's gonna be the good luck charm. Okay. Oh yeah, go have fun with your friends. This is what would happen probably. But like, if you're so, if you say you're like a 10 year NHL veteran, you've already won two Stanley Cups, baby. If you've already won oh. a cup, it's baby. What if it's not the playoffs? If it's not the playoffs, it's baby. If it's not, not the playoffs, playoffs, it's not the playoffs. Wait, what? Yeah. If it's not yeah. the playoffs, it's baby, dude. If you've won a cup, it's baby. If you haven't won a cup, and it's your second kid. It's playoffs. Game one, round one. And it's your first kid. Honestly, a rock, paper, scissors, best two out of three. Game one, round one. Game one, round one. How many kids do I have? One. I have one kid. Game one, round one. Have I won a cup before? No. If I leave, can I come back? Oh, that's right. I wasn't. No, we're just talking normal circumstances. You can come back. It's a regular season. Oh, it's not even the playoffs? No, no it's just non-COVID. Yes, it is. Round one, game one. But I'm saying it's like not a COVID season. Oh, okay. COVID out of there. Round one, game one. <laughs> I've never won a cup. I've never won a cup before and I have one kid. Right. Oh, I'm playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I'm telling you. I just told you about the luck charm thing. I can't wait to tell your second born child this 20 years from now. I'm not going to be playing for a cup, boys. I'm going to be stapled in the hospital bed, passing out probably. Here we go, Ked. The It's 2000. I don't know what year it is. It's 2000. It's 2027. Okay. You're, 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 you have a wife. She's yep. in labor. Okay. It, the baby's about to pop. It's game seven of the playoffs. Rangers have a power play with one minute left. It's oh, my God, dude. Do you leave the room, dude? Do you, do you tape it? So now this is even – this is even lower. This isn't even you being a player uh, contemplating the baby. This is you being a fan. Yeah, I know. It's still hard. Uh, I mean, dude, I'd, have, I'd, I'd be so – it's one of those things where if I, if I choose baby, the Rangers are going to lose. But if I choose Rangers, the Rangers are going to win. But if I choose <laughs> Rangers, my wife will never talk to me. Again. I didn't even think about the perspective. Can you imagine if you skipped – the baby and the Rangers like got scored on shorthanded and they lost and then you had to go in there. And yeah, the and, and look at that baby in the minutes. eyes every day for every day for the rest of its life, knowing that it just fucked me out of a Stanley Cup. Yeah, I guess you can record it. You got to record it and make sure no one tells you and just have like the most emotional roller. Dude, hospitals have TVs though. I'd be I'd be in the room with the fucking game on. <laughs> All right, <laughs> what's next? I feel like we we took a lot of time on hypotheticals. Uh. CBA Olympic Outlook. I'll read. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll take this one just because I, I looked it up real quick. Um, we'll keep it this one short. Uh, it seems that the NHL and the Players Association have been working on a new uh, collective bargaining agreement that will go through 2026. Uh, it's not finished yet, but basically the gist of it is that the salary cap would stay flat at $81.5 million for two years. 
and that the players would initially lose 20% of their salary to escrow and will immediately defer 10% of their salaries for, for the 2020 to 2021 season. That deal um, won't happen. The players yeah. won't say yes to that. They already fucking hate escrow, and they're going to lose another 20% of their salaries to that and then another 10% the next year. It'll be a lockout. Right, and it's also saying that the players are pretty much unanimous on the Olympic I'm playing in the Both Olympics. reports say they received a huge give back the permission to play in the Olympics, though. Shit, dude. I don't know. But you also have to think, only a handful of NHL players actually are going to get the opportunity to play in the Olympics. Like, do you really think Mark Stahl is going to get a call from Team Canada? So he doesn't give a shit about that. But is, isn't it the most influential players in the NHLPA that are going to be playing in the Olympics? No, because the NHLPA is usually run by guys like Ron Hainsey. Yeah. It, it's it's run by guys that like aren't your well actually this is just what i think i don't even know if this is true but like the rain the rangers i now send mark Stahl is their person all right so it's different i mean to draw a quick comparison back to basketball i was talking to my friend over the weekend and he was like referring to this quote that was basically like one nba player said um you know, we can we can go back and forth on this all day, the COVID situation, but basically if LeBron says we're playing, we're all playing. Yeah, I, I mean, it also says, but multiple reports say they received a huge giveback from the NHL, the permission to play in the Olympics in 2022 and 2026. Are the Winter Olympics only four years apart? Every Olympics are four years apart. It goes winter, summer, winter, summer, and it's two years. You know, okay, all right. All- so, so between Winter Olympics, it's always four years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman and many owners have been long dead set against the Olympics because of the disruption. Players don't care. It's easily one of their top two or three topics of negotiation. So uh, 20% of their salary to escrow and then another 10%. So they're going to end up losing a third of what they make to go play in the Olympics. Yeah. I don't know if that'll happen. I do think the Olympics is a great bargaining chip and I'm sure there like, there are some star players. I'm looking through like the, the list of uh, the executive boards of players and like, there are guys like Jonathan Taze there. Um, a few funny names to me, though, is like, so Kachuk, Brady Kachuk is the Senator's representative, and Brandon Carlo is the Bruins representative. They're like 22 and 21 years old. Like, do you think that's just like veterans telling like the rookies, like, I don't want to do it, like, go figure it out? <laughs> I don't know. How do you end up in that and like 22 years old? Like, Brady Kachuk went to college for one year, like, like yeah. he, I'm sure he's a smart kid, but like, how how is Patrice Bergeron not like the Bruins guy? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm assuming players probably just get sick of it. Um, yeah. Just to like kind of wrap it all up, though. My thought on this originally, I was thinking to myself like, why is the NHL like doing this right now and they're trying to figure out the COVID season? But because like the NHL can't do one thing right at a time usually. Like, how are they going to do two things right? And these are both very major things. Huge. But it almost seems like to me this would be more important. Um, this would be a lot more important to the future of the NHL than trying to make this short season happen. Like the one thing that really threw me off too, is for like the last like five years, they've been saying the cap's going to go to the moon. Like everyone was acting like this salary cap was going to be like so big. Like we're going to keep having more and more money to spend if you wanted to. And now it looks like it's not going to happen. Like, I don't know if that will fly either. You talked about the escrow, like, the NHL knows how to strike if there's one thing they know how to do like and it just seems like there's issues well yeah but dude that's also something you also have to take into consideration this isn't a normal year like 
on a normal year, the players could say absolutely fucking not. But who really knows how the league is even looking in terms of being in the black or the red right now after not even having half of a season? I remember earlier this year, somebody said like the, that the NHL literally needs to have a playoffs for it to even be a league. So it's – I don't know. I honestly have no idea. It's going to be fucked. If the salary cap remains where it's at, there's going to be a whole lot of buyouts coming up real soon. Um, there's going to be a lot of teams fucked. The Rangers are probably going to be a little bit fucked if that's the case. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. This is why I hate talking about the CBA and escrow and shit because I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And it's tough to make a six-year decision in this. Yeah. Because you don't know. Like, you don't know if COVID's going to go away. You don't know if this is going to be our life from now on. You have no idea. It's a giant question mark. At least before we had, like, the, uh, the ability to actually kind of figure out or make, like, some sort of adjustments on the fly. But right now, you can't because you don't know what's going to happen. Dude, I don't think we're going to have people going to any sort of sporting events for the next, like, three or four years. Think about how much money NHL, MLB, NBA, NFL teams are going to lose out on on fucking people not being able to go to the games. And on top of that, think about DirecTV and Spectrum and all these motherfuckers that are going to definitely end up boosting their fucking payment plans because the only way that you're going to be able to watch sports is on TV. You buying stocks, dude? I don't know. I just think NHL Center Ice is going to be like $900. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Uh, last one, NHL in the news. IHF has issued multiple provisional uh, suspensions of players from Belarus and Russia for their participation in a max-fixing violation in the Belarusian Extra Liga. Essentially, somebody paid the guys from the fourth-place team to tank against the seventh-place team in an eight-team league. Uh, Russia, man, they are just the bad boys of international hockey, right? Yeah, I guess, dude. I mean, I was I was actually going to go the opposite way on this. I was going to say Belarus is the bad boys of hockey. I am big time Belarus hockey. We've talked about it before. Tommy Salo, O2 playoffs uh, against Sweden. That was a big moment. The Kostitsin brothers love to party. They're probably the best Belarus-born hockey players ever. Outside of Ruslan Soleil, Nails defenseman for the Duck for all Nails. those years. Um, rest in peace. So I'm, I'm just a big Belarus guy. It kind of reminds me of like growing up, there was this group of like Ukrainian kids that came over. Um, they came over and they were like staying like with a bunch of families from our area. Yeah, on Skidmore. And then they had a couple girls that ended up playing at like Harvard and I forget where else. Yeah, like the Spencers or somebody in Saratoga ended up like boarding them. There were a ton of families that have them. I just remember they were like, they would like go to a hockey store and steal like a right glove, but not the left. And like, they're just making wild moves. So there's something about that area and their hockey players that just intimidates me right off the jump. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just something that you kind of expected to happen. I don't know. Dale, do you have anything on it? Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not for tanking in sports. That's all I got. Really. (laughs) I will say side note, side note, boys, what's the capital of Belarus? Bangkok, dude. Just kidding. I don't know. It's Minsk. I always remember that because I used to play 03 NHL, um, 03, whatever, EA Sports, NHL 03. And I used to always play it. And it was the year after those Olympics I just referenced where they won. I'd always play Belarus. And on the load screen, it would show where their rink was. And it was Minsk. So that was like the only capital of any country I fucking know. So that's a fun fact. I bet NHL 20 doesn't even let you know that now. No, I don't know. I haven't. That's funny. When, growing up, I used to always rep international teams when I would play NHL. Like, I haven't touched an international team in forever. 
Well, I'm glad that we're talking EASHL and NHL 20 because we have some talk to talk about before. Dale has to let us know what happened with him. Shout out to Hank. He just released a blog. Somebody just made a Spotify playlist of all the all-time NHL uh, songs, and I guess it's fucking sick. So check out that blog. Check out the Spotify playlist. Uh, my favorite is Your Eyes Are the Size of the Moon. That I think it was Panic at the Disco. That one, the Jimmy Eat World, the middle. There used to be some good ones. The one that NHL 20 soundtrack is trash. Trash. Real bad. But um, how did you get a chance to check that out or no? I didn't, dude, although – I will tell you right off the bat, uh, I think it was the same game I just referenced, 03. Uh, they had Bowling for Soup on there. I, I fucking remember that. Another band, I don't know if you – I didn't look at the playlist, but they had to have been on there because they were on like 10 different games was Gob. I never heard of the band Gob outside of NHL soundtracks, but if you go back, they at least have five or six songs. Gob? G-O-B. Um, <clears throat> one second, I have the playlist here. Like Running Wild, Avenged Sevenfold, dude. Nickelback, burn it to the ground, dude. That was a sick song. Green Day, I'm shipping up to Boston. Uh, Don't bring me down. Fallout Boy, dude. A lot of Avenged Sevenfold, which is weird. A little bass nectar, dude. Gob, there's Gob. Oh, Ellen. Uh, Franz Ferdinand, Jimmy Eat World, Queens of the Stone Age, some 41, Buck Cherry, dude. Yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting playlist uh but all right biz dev take it away yeah just to add on that, i feel like it's just been like the same type of music forever always it's just it yeah it's like it's just like fucking rock songs that you've never heard of and if you search for it, you couldn't find there's like one rap song on there though isn't there i'm pretty sure i saw one maybe i was maybe it wasn't on that playlist i could be totally wrong um but you guys are right i mean for whatever reason the NH maybe not. The NHL series just thinks everyone that plays NHL like, likes to skateboard and hates their dad. And like, I definitely, I definitely like some of the music. And I also think like this music, the music they were playing was like more relevant in like '03 to '09. But like, it's not relevant anymore, dude. Eventually, you just gotta get off the Avenged Sevenfold train. Bro, give me some to baby, some Doja Cat, and we'll be cooking. A little Snoop Dogg too. Oh, get Snoop Dogg off of NHL 20, dude. If I have to hear that guy say that he was a park ranger, the New York Park Rangers, one more time, I won't do anything. I'm just going to be pissed about it. Yeah, I my least favorite thing is, like, uh, when they have him talking about, like, do you, I don't know if Snoop Dogg was actually a big Marcel Dion fan. Like, I feel like, didn't Marcel Dion play, like, in the early 70s? Am I on, yeah. on yeah. that? I don't think Snoop Dogg was fucking cranking his TV to Marcel Dion in the early 70s. Well, I don't even know if the LA Kings were on TV in the 70s. So, like, not, dude. Like, they probably just gave him a list of guys to say that he liked. Yeah, I don't know. It is annoying. I just, like, EA Sports, like, why did you think? I, I probably wouldn't have hated it as much if they didn't, like, do it all the time and, like, you didn't have to hear the same things over and over. But, like, sure. it's a pre recorded thing to so know what they're going to say. And then with 10 minutes left to go on the period, it's like, hey, Snoop, you want to hang along? He's like, yeah, man, I'm having fun. He's like, all right, Snoop's chilling. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Right. Although at the same time, Ray Ferraro is such a negative Nancy in that uh, game. It's kind of nice not hearing from him. Well, they nailed Ray Ferraro in that game because that guy's just a negative Nancy of all negative Nancys. All, na- all Ray Ferraro likes to talk about is scoring goals and taking slashing penalties. Yeah, like or like – 
oh, I only had two empty net goals. They didn't yeah. put me on the ice back then. And then, like, another ones are like, yeah, I scored 600 goals in the National Hockey League. It's like, all right, man. <laughs> and you announced World yeah. Junior Games. I actually like Ray Ferraro, though, but I just, in that game, like, it's just a little – It's the most anti-American one I think there is. Whenever I, whenever I see the World Juniors or whatever and Canada's playing in the U.S., for some reason I feel like he always just shits on the U.S. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe – is he Canadian? I – you know, I thought he was American, but now, like, that I'm thinking about it. I mean, look, Ray Ferraro. Canadian. Yep. Trail Canada, 55. He rocks a sick mustache in his pictures, though. Right. So, my whole thing on that is that if you – if someone from Canada tuned into an American channel and you were on the broadcast, they would hate you, too. Oh, so, yeah. in a sense, you almost have to respect it. I guess, dude. But get that shit on my face, dude. I don't need to hear about how he only was on the ice for, like, two empty net goals. It's true, dude. Can we bring back Doc and Edzo? And you want to know what, dude? You want to really get the fucking needle moving? Throw in some Pierre Maguire sound clips. Yeah. I was thinking like Bill Clement. Didn't Clement do him like way back in the day? Clement? Oh, you mean guest of this podcast? Yeah, Clement was on. Him and Gary Thorne, dude. That was the power duo before uh, Doc Emmerich left the Devils. Mm. And because back then it used to be Doc and Chico. That guy's a fucking loser. Chico Resch. You don't like Chico? Oh, I, I hate Chico. Chico, but I only one. I'm not a New York sports fan, and two, I only listen to him like two times a year. Hey, Chico, I don't mind Danico. I can't stand that old fuck on the Islanders one. Fischler? No, I don't mind Stan Fischler's. He's a modern day encyclopedia. I'm talking <laughs> about uh, the Butch Goring. <laughs> isn't a modern day encyclopedia? Isn't that just a computer? That's Stan Fischler's brain, dude. That guy knows so much shit, so much irrelevant shit. He's like, I'm assuming that's, if you were to ask Pierre Maguire who he looks up to most in the world, it'd be Stan Fischler. Maybe, you're right. He does have stats. You can't, like, sometimes, like, it's like, all right, Stan, take it easy. But at the end of the day, when I see Stan Fischler come across my timeline, I usually stop and read it. If I went up to Stan Fischler and I was like, hey, Stan, the fifth time that Billy Joel played the Garden, what was he wearing? He'd know it. (laughs) now <laughs> all right dale you dale i actually think dale has a good ehl story i don't want to like hype you up too much too much pressure hey, but, hype you up, hype you up. but um yeah basically i was uh listening to your guys podcast last time about talking about the uh the red wings so i fired off i was like you know what re-up my uh online subscription i chose the red wings i was feeling good you know first game back in um matched online and this kid this kid just started taking it to me I think he he was up like four nothing really bad so um calling it the uh, the opposite of a rage quit it was a rage win from this guy he was just beating me so bad that it wasn't it wasn't fun for either of us so he just left uh, so I, was, I got the points which is nice but uh it was, it was pretty demoralizing so bro, bro you you got beat so bad that the kid was like, fuck this. I need to play a different game against somebody else. It said lost connection. Our- yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen anything like that before. I, kinda, I, I tripped him on, a, I tripped him on a, a breakaway, and he went down and scored on a shootout. I just – What point is the – He knows that he fucks up his score. Yeah, fuck, I, I gained 10 points from it. but Was, was it the first period? Second. See, that's the thing about this kid is originally I was going to say that's a total power move because, one, Ked, you just brought it up like 
it's nice having a nice record to look at when you log in. And like, if you have a definite win, you definitely want to keep that thing cooking. And two, like that, like you do have like that quit percentage. And I feel like the highest your quit percentage is shout out Dale. Cause when we used to play uh club on EASHL, his quit percentage was number one on the team by a long shot. Um, maybe I we can maybe that. we can swing it. Maybe we can swing a game later on tonight. I want to I want to hate that. By the way, we haven't played we haven't played that in forever. I would be down. Um, but my my point is, if you've already made it to the second period, like buddy, it's like ten more minutes. Like you could probably walk away. That that guy didn't exactly exactly how that guy could have just left his controller there <laughs> and won. No offense, Dale, but he no. literally could have done that. Yes, but also like it just. I don't know. So this is going to sound crazy, but like sometimes, even though you don't know the person, you don't, you don't like, sometimes you just match up really well. And the game after that, I matched up with a kid really well and I had a really good game and it was just like flowing. But the first one, it just wasn't, I was rusty. I think that's also on us not telling you that we moved on from the Red Wings. I mean, that was a terrible choice. I don't know why. They're the worst team in the game. That's why. Me, Hal, and Feverboy Rex played a game with the Red Wings and we lost like 10 to nothing. It was nine. It was nine nothing. It was a bad game. Ked, we lost nine nothing. Ked quit and basically said he's never playing with us again. So I I didn't say that at all. But all right, let's keep in mind, dude. I've been bothering them the entire week to actually play Chell. And then at like ten o'clock at night, we play one game of Chell. We get roasted nine nothing. And that's normally about the time that Hal would say that he needs to go to bed. And I just kind of beat him to the punch. And instead of Hal being like, yeah, I'm going to get off too, he jumped on the Fever Boy Rex wagon and made me feel like a real asshole about it. Even though, in my head, I knew that was the only game that Hal was playing, but he loved just sticking it to me, dude. I, lo- I love how in your moment of weakness, you're just pointing the finger at me, dude. It's totally – you're the captain, dude. You're the one who set up the game. You're the one who said, I'm going to bed, dude. You were frustrated, and now you're just going back on me. Did I have to go to bed? Possibly, but if, if you guys both said you were playing another game, I would have played sure. Sure, I would have. It but was I given that opportunity. Games, it was one of those games where they got the floodgates open and it just started happening. Like, we almost rage quit. But uh, congratulations on your rage win, though, Dale. That's pretty, that's pretty dope, dude. I've never heard of that before. That's fucking sick. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Um, Rangers news. New York Rangers star Timmy Panarin set up the NHL and the NHLPA can't agree on a fix for the league's financial system and players should not report to training camps this summer. For nearly two decades, the players have protected the owner's income with escrow, including throughout this pandemic crisis, even as owner's equity continues to grow exponentially, Panarin said Thursday in a statement. It is time to fix the escrow. We as players cannot report to camp to resume play without already having an agreement in place. We are all in this together. Do you think Artemi Panarin said, even as owner's equity continues to grow exponentially, do you think he wrote that? I don't know. The only reason I – because my understanding of Artemi Panarin, like when he went to the Blackhawks, like he knew no English. They called him the bread man. It was like – He still doesn't speak English. Like in – well, I'm I'm sure he does. But like when they interview him, he doesn't. Oh, really? No. I don't think so. I think they they have – Oh man, it's either it's either Karpitsev's or Sergei Nemchinov's daughter is the uh, Russian translator. It's just like the Yankees, dude. How they have like the translators everywhere. It's just like that, but in for the Rangers. Oh, I've never. I don't think I've ever. I don't think the Bruins have ever. Shout out to uh, Masahiro Tanaka. I hope he's okay. Yeah, I don't, dude. I don't know about Panarin though. That's kind of a crazy thing. I mean, maybe, dude. Like, 
it could just be translated. Like maybe it's kind of that situation. Like when Dale commented on his suspension and there was like three paragraphs that looked like Dale. And then the fourth paragraph we were like, was that Mrs. Dale who wrote that? Like the, I, I was dialed in, bro. I got a nice vocabulary. Like maybe <laughs> we take over this. Maybe, um, maybe his agent just tossed in that one line. Like, I don't know. Kind of a crazy statement though. I thought Panarin would just like, taking instagram photos well here's the thing he did take an instagram photo and that's that's what he posted the caption but so that would lead me to believe it was him dude he loves insta you think that artemi panarin said in his head owner's equity continues to grow exponentially yeah i don't think so dude i would never say that yeah but you're not an nhl player true and, and you've also admitted you don't even know what equity is but so, here, like, no, I know what equity is, dude. I just – I don't know what escrow is. I don't think anybody is. knows what escrow is. But this is not the first time Artemi Panarin's been in the news. If you guys remember, when he signed his deal with the Rangers, like literally days after he went out and said that Russians should vote out Vladimir Putin because Putin is like the devil. He didn't say that, but like something along those lines. Artemi Panarin likes to fucking poke the bear, dude. He's a bear poker. He's a perpetual bear poker, dude. I like it, dude. He's got a voice. He I uses think Pat it. He's got a little curly hair and a cool Jack Russell. Smoking Russian model wife, girlfriend thing. Like, he, you know Artemi Panarin's cool when he, when he walks around and he has, like, one of those fanny packs. It's not a fanny pack. It's like a backpack. Yeah, I mean, that is a pretty cool move. I have seen that, too. You know what I'm talking about? He, you know he loves, those. Artemi Panarin loves a good photo uh, near a tree. I think I've seen palm trees and I've seen like redwoods. Yeah. I, we, we posted about this. I want to actually get your feedback about this. Cause we have a Rangers text group and like I posted, and I was like, what the fuck does this mean? And Valeni said that he thought he was talking about next year. Apparently he wasn't. Uh, Rooney said that he should shut up and skate. Everybody <laughs> in the group was like, who the fuck is this kid? Um, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things, dude. Again, I don't know anything about escrow, so I can't be like, oh, I totally get where everybody's coming from. But one thing I can say is the word escrow gets brought up every single year with a negative connotation coming from the players. So apparently escrow's fucking out, right? Uh, I don't know, man. I really wish that he would just go play. But at the same time, if you have your voice and you have like an account that can really get it out there, who knows? Maybe there's also bigger fish to fry right now, considering Corona's going on. Like, I don't know. What do you have on that? Do you think it was his time and place? Like, do you think he missed the mark or do you think it doesn't matter? I don't really think it matters in the grand scheme of things. I think it was probably noted. I mean, honestly, I'm sure NHL players, like in the news, NHL players have been coming out with quotes, like talking to reporters and shit. The only difference is Panarin just kind of did it on his own. Like, you know, I just don't think it's like, it's not super important. Like he voices opinion, but like. He did not only do it on his own. It says. The players have protected the owner's income with escrow, including throughout this pandemic crisis, even as owner's equity continues to grow exponentially. Who is the New York Rangers owner? Jim Dolan. Is that somebody you want to fuck with right now, dude? <laughs> no, that's like he's poking the bear that like you're supposed to leave alone. He's a perpetual bear poker, dude. Leave Jim Dolan alone. That's the last person you want to wake up. Right, oh. dude. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opposite side on this, dude. Poking the bear is how change happens. 
And if you're if you're Artemi Panarin, you gotta poke the bear. And then for years after this, players will have more money and more rights. I mean, it's better for the hundred percent Dale. But this is the wrong bear to poke because if you ever heard of this team called the New York Knicks, it's owned by the same person who owns the New York Rangers. The only difference is the fact that the owner of both teams only focuses his shit on the Knicks and nothing on the Rangers. That is the only reason why the Rangers wins games, and that is the only reason why the New York Knicks brought in fucking Tony Soprano to try to get LeBron James to come to New York. That is the difference. So this is the last person that you want even looking at your shit because if he does it, he plays his little kazoo, and the New York Rangers are going to be in the fucking bottom of the league from here on out. Yeah. If you're a Rangers fan, yes, I understand your take, but if you're a fan of John Davidson or like Jeff Gordon was like, Hey guys, I'm going to say this. Or you think he just fucking went for it? I don't know. I mean, I, I think you guys are both right. Like I think what Dale's saying makes sense, but what to Ked's point, it's kind of like he went to the woods and he found the dumbest, most volatile, richest, arrogant bear. And that's the one he poked. That's the one he poked. It's yeah. like, he should have like texted Ovechkin, like, Yo, Ovechkin, why don't you call out? Why don't you call out Dolan for me? Right, and also, yeah, that's true. Like just anybody else, it's just that Jim. If you're a Rangers fan, it's like please, because Jim Dolan definitely saw this. Like, hundred percent, dude. You're telling me that guy's not already thinking about fucking ruining the Rangers right now? They're probably like, Mr. Dolan, we have some news, and he's like, what? And it's like, a, it's about the Rangers. And they're pro- he was probably like, I don't care, and they're like, like who the fuck are the Rangers? Rangers? Yeah, you're gonna to want to hear this one, Mr. Dolan. So, good luck to you guys. I'll go. I'll go. My Bruins. Uh, my Bruins news. I don't have much on this, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do a quick transition. Uh, all that Instagram talk just reminded me of the time the Boston Bruins uh, forced your organization to wave a white flag and go on Facebook Live saying you're gonna make some changes. So, um, never forget. I guess it worked out. Are you thankful for the Bruins and Tim Schaller? going end to end on you guys and your in your whole ownership group and leaders just were like, fuck this. Chirp us all you want. If you look at the Rangers at that point when Tim Schaller fucking deked everybody and scored against Henry Klumquist, if you look at the organization from there to the organization right now, you can't tell me they haven't done an extraordinary job. If you look up NHL like uh, like pipeline or like farm systems or whatever, the Rangers are at least in the top five in pretty much anybody who talks about it. When Tim Schaller scored, wasn't like that. Hey, pay attention. Get off your phone for a second and like let's fucking talk about this because the Rangers are. I don't think we do. I organization now than they were then. My whole point is you're welcome. Oh, that's all. Yeah, thanks, dude. <laughs> thanks, Tim Schaller. Yeah. Shout out Tim Schaller, dude. I just wanted my whole thing is I don't know if you had seen this. There was some like it was like Sportsnet or some bullshit has been doing like redrafts of all the last drafts uh or whatever of the last like twenty years. They redid the two thousand ten draft and they had Sagan going first to the Oilers and Hall going second to the Bruins. Yeah. Um I don't think there's any question that regardless of the outcome, Peter Chirelli would have traded Taylor Hall from the Bruins. But my whole my whole thing I just wanted to say um, is it would have been interesting to see what Taylor Hall would have looked like on the Bruins for those first like four years of his career when he was young, fast, hit. Like he was a good hockey player. He still is a good hockey player. He's kind of become weird after winning like uh, most valuable player. Like after that, it's kind of been like a weird stretch for him. Yeah, but like I think he would have been taken over Hall. Yeah, I think I so. Just, Sagan's a center. 
right? Yeah, but he's not like a defensively – I mean, he's definitely improved on that in his game. I would, I would agree, but most teams would have started him on the wing. I, the only question I have, and you might disagree with this, I know you're not a Taylor Hall fan, and I'm not really either, but he went, from, he, he went from the Oilers to the Devils to the Coyotes. Do you think if right. Taylor Hall was, ended up like Sagan and got drafted into a place where they were going to go win a Stanley Cup his first year, like that would have made a difference in his career? Yeah, absolutely. It's a butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I don't it, – it, it would just be interesting to see if they redid that where those two players would be now. Like, Because I, I feel like if Sagan had gone to the Oilers, like Hall and Eberle were like supposedly getting in trouble for having too much fun. Like Tyler Sagan, 18 years old in Western Canada, like on a bad hockey team, you don't think that would have ended poorly? Like that probably would have ended a lot worse than it did in Boston. Yeah, they needed a security guard to make sure he fucking came to work the next day wearing different shit. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Tyler Sagan ripping it up with Ryan Whitney? <laughs> yeah, I just, the people of Edmonton would have really hated him, dude. So, um, yeah, I, Dale, what do you got? Would you pick Hall or Sagan currently? Sagan. Ked, would you go Sagan too? Uh, dude, that's so fucking hard. I love Tyler Sagan. But, I, I mean, Taylor Hall won a fucking MVP, dude. It's not like he's a fucking bad player. Taylor Hall, when he's healthy, can fucking skate. So, I'm picking Sagan just because of that one um, that one picture of those two girls at the game that said that I sucked Sagan's dick, and, like, years nice. ago. <laughs> like, that's an iconic picture. That wasn't true, but because Sagan's Sagan, like, it, it could be. Dude, his smile in that photo is awesome, too. He's yeah. just, like, smirking. <laughs> I mean, that, that picture belongs in a museum. That is. Probably hung up in Stan Fischler's house. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I don't think you – I, like I, – I don't think we look at Stan Fischler the same way. Bro, you need to search Stan Fischler right now. Just Google him and tell me the first three things that pop up. Can you do that for me? <laughs> While you're doing that, we're going to go into our Beerly Roundup, and this is going to be brought to you by a new sponsor, Manscaped. Ever heard of them, guys? Beerly Roundup brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. So uh, what we're going to do is I think week by week we're all we're just going to talk about fucking trimming up, and we're just going to rotate, I guess. Like, this is it's all very new to us. Um, BizDev, yeah. he got it. Uh, He's the first one to try it out. Before before he gets into it, I just want to let you know, if you guys end up ordering something from Manscaped, comes in the coolest fucking box. You open it up. What, what does the box say when you open it up in gold? So, you, yeah, you it, you open it up, and right in gold, it just says, your balls will thank you. It's the first thing you see is your balls will thank you. And then you kind of go through, and, like, there's other stuff, but the, the packaging. Too, but BizDev, what yeah. do you got on this, dude? Because we got the Canadian Lawnmower 3.0. Yeah, just like you were saying, like the packaging, the only thing I can compare it to is like Apple with like, just like how much. In terms of marketing shit that they put inside there was fucking genius. Incredible. Like opening up to the gold, you had the news. It comes with a newspaper that you fucking trim your, your hair, your fucking pubes over. That, yeah, yeah just, all, just awesome marketing. Really nice, guys. Um, yeah, so they sent us the, uh, the Lawnmower 3.0. And I just want to say, you know, the three of us, we've been, uh, you know, taking care of ourselves for uh for years now it's just something that it gives you a little bit of confidence it's kind of like a haircut you you know you touch up with some things you stand up a little taller you're a little bit more confident so i'm just gonna run you guys through um what i've what my a little bit of history like basically i don't have a beard but i bought a beard trimmer a while ago it kind of you know 
inherited itself down. Um, this is beer it. Tri- if you don't have Manscaped, beer trimmer is the only thing that you can do to properly right. fucking make sure you don't. Yep. Until you yourself. until you lose the cord, right? So it's a very very weird cord. So I lost the cord. This one's dead. So that's that's backup number two. Then I moved on to this, and Cad, you gotta you gotta take a look. This is barbaric. This is literally, literally a buzzer, and it's just, it's like... That's dangerous. what you were using, dude, this DeWalt power trimmer? It's insane, bro. This is why I wanted to show you and talk about it on the podcast. Like, I was, I was having to be super careful. It was, it was, it was, it was really dumb. And, and now, and now I've got Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. And, dude, this thing, this thing is sick. I literally couldn't cut myself if I tried. Like I, you can go any angle pretty much. That's I was, I was, I, I spent like a half hour in there. I was just standing in my, <laughs> standing in my shower. <laughs> Apparently it's waterproof. I could have had the shower on. I didn't at the time, but I was, I was just kind of going to town. I was, I was going in areas I didn't know I, I couldn't with one of these things. So it's awesome. They give you ball deodorant as well as ball toner. Um, ball toner is just a nice little spritzer. Ball deodorant. I think I texted you guys on uh, Fourth of July yesterday. I had a long day on the boat, and I was like, "Boys, great day for some ball deodorant." So nice little cream. Um, What's ball toner? So ball toner. It says it is. It's a crop reliever. Basically, you just give it a little spritz. Uh, for an anytime pick me up, spritz your goods once or twice. Let air dry. Just a little okay. pick me up. Yeah. All right. I mean, definitely, it's like cologne, kind of. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, but the, the coolest feature I found was totally the light. There's a little light that. Oh, that's up. nice, dude. It's yeah, it's it's pretty. Would you would you define it as easy? Oh yeah. It's e- it's easy. It's got a nice weight to it. It's like this matte black, smooth finish. It feels it's like they perfected it. So here's my thing. I always thought Manscaped was really cool, but I was like, there's no way I'm going to spend money on that. Like, I have a beard trimmer or whatever. Yeah. Is it worth it? Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't – I'm never going to not have one of these. I'm never going to – I'm never going to go back. I. You can't. Like Once you, you're there, you're locked in, right? Yeah. It, you guys want to see? You want to see the work? No, I don't. I We're good on that. We'll talk about that. I'll, I'll check you out this weekend when we go up to Burlington, but – Really? Really quick, dude. I – um. I don't know if this is going to be really out there, but I've never used anything motorized like for my balls. Like I've always been razor. Oh my gosh. So dude, this, this brings me to my next one of the things. Are you kidding? So yeah, I just never, I have a beard trimmer for my face, but I never, I just, I go razor. I remember being in in high school and one of the seniors on the lacrosse team, I'm not going to mention any names, but he, he said something that stuck with me. He was like, I don't, he was like, yeah, I give her a nice little trim, but I don't blaze the forest. Meaning, like, doesn't – and I, I have used a razor before, but I just – yeah, it's a lot of work. This is, I, this is just – So, the, this – the lawnmower, it comes with a battery know. that can last up to 90 minutes. Water-resistant technology, which is really cool because I feel like one of the weirdest things is, like, I don't know about you guys, but I normally pretend like I'm just going to take a dump and then I just do it right there so it just falls into the toilet and I don't have to worry about it. But you <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so I don't have to clean it up. It's all right there. I have nothing to worry about. It comes with an LED light, uh, 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. 
I had a charging stand. One of the coolest things is it ships to Canada. So if you're listening to this and you're and you're Canadian, you guys can get it too, which is a Appreciate it. I remember, dude, I remember the first time I had to shower after a hockey game with everybody else. I walked in, there's a kid that like I think he was like one or two years younger than me, and he had a giant M shaved in his pubes. Oh my god. His name was Max. And I remember just being like, What's going on here? Like I'd never seen anything like that. With Manscaped, you can you can shave whatever whatever fucking letter you want in there, dude. Yeah, your balls will literally thank you. So use the code TMS, 20% off, free shipping. Let's get it going. We'd love to support these guys. It works. Oh, yeah. So, again, that's get 20% off and free shipping with code TMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Use code TMS. Oh, also, also last thing. Last thing, really cool. They do have a social entrepreneurship component to it. They save balls. They're, um, I guess it's called, I don't know if they are a benefit corporation, but they team up with the Testicular Cancer Society. It's on their box too, right? Yep. So it's, um, they're dedicated to increasing awareness. And uh, I guess they, I think they donate a portion of their profits to, you know, testicular cancer research, which is awesome. Dude, I can't wait to, I can't wait to use it in the shower. I'm pumped about that. Oh yeah. Um, but again, that's Manscaped TMS, 20% off. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, Beer League Roundup, here we go. We have a couple things to talk about here. We have a legend goaltender from the Saratoga Springs area who, uh, bit of a wild card, great kid, unreal goalie. He's getting a sheet of ice in Burlington because there's no hockey in New York. We got everything figured out. It's going to end up being $50 for uh, a skate on a Saturday night and a Sunday Early afternoon. Um, Dale, are we doing this? Is everyone in? Have you heard? Have you? I don't know who everyone is. He says he has people. I'm in if you're in. I want to play hockey. I haven't played hockey in fucking four months. I think we sent it. As soon as I heard about it, I was like, oh, two and a half hours? All right. Hit up your other boss, Hal, and let him know next weekend's fucking off. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know where our Hal just went, but – yeah, so I think that's what we're going to end up doing this weekend. We're going to go out to Burlington. We're going to a couple sheets of ice. We're going to hang out with the boys, play some hockey, maybe get an Airbnb. I'll, dude, I'll even sleep in my truck. I honestly don't give a shit. I just want to play hockey. At this um, point, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Like, we just it, have to. I yeah. have to come ice. So, how, how long are the sheets of ice? Do you know? Uh, I can look that up really quick. I think Dale, Dale, ask away your other questions while I'm looking this up. Ask my other questions. Like how far you would travel? You literally wrote this in the doc, man. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> not really it's not really relevant to it's not really relevant to how, um, being that his his rink has already opened up, uh, but yeah, I would I would probably drive more than two and a half hours for ice. Um, well, we need a number, dude. Like I would give you mine, like. So- yeah, Burlington. I, I was thinking about it. Why don't you stew on this one, Dale? Because more than two and a half hours is, or two and a half hours isn't a viable answer. That's how far you would have to drive to Burlington. Two and a half hours is like is nothing. I think for a weekend of two and and it's two it's sheets of ice from five to six thirty and Sunday from twelve fifteen to one forty five. You can leave at seven in the morning and be home at nine thirty. But that's yeah. not gonna happen because you have Sunday afternoon. But the point is you get home fucking quick. So I think that's a no brainer. Uh, it's like a four and a half hour drive for me. So I was thinking about it. I already have hockey, so I'm definitely not going to do it. No offense guys, 
But if I didn't have hockey, I would probably do four and a half hours. So I would say five hours would probably be a max. Because I would drive – because we grew up in Saratoga. It's five hours to Buffalo. If someone said, like, you want to play hockey in Buffalo this weekend, I would definitely think about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm pumped about it. It's 50 bucks for two skates. You get to go out there. And the, the coolest part about this, I don't really think we're going to have to spend that much money. Which – I'm I'm trying to spend absolutely zero because we have your bachelor party coming up. So, so what you guys really should figure out too is what's the the closest rink to the border of New York in Vermont that you guys could just go to. Like, there's got like Rutland's like what one fifteen, one thirty. Rutland's a little far, but there's got to be something closer. Dude, I went to Bennington yesterday and it was like an hour and ten minutes away. Is there a rink in Bennington? I don't know. No. Where where wait Rutland's where we used to have those summer tournaments, right? Yeah, I mean that's probably like one forty-five. That's probably too far. I don't know. I was just throwing it out there. I just texted TJ. I'm gonna tell him I'm in. I want to play. So, and I already told, already told the people I need to tell that I'm not gonna be here next weekend. So, all right, you're in. I'm. I'm, Um, uh, Hal, have you had a game since the last time we talked? Yeah. uh, First goal of the season, boys. Uh, in a two-one win, so I'm just gonna toss Woo! that one out there. The winner, the first goal. No, first goal of the game. So it was about halfway through the second period, though, right? So pretty. What type of beer league games are you playing, dude? I'm telling you, dude. So we're three and oh, three weeks in, um, and we've probably been outshot like 375 to like 48, and we're three and oh. So I mean, shout out to our goalies, still, dude. That's that all it really is on our league. It's, so it's not ne- it's not necessarily the fact that I play in a low scoring league. It's just that we have an unreal goalie and we're kind of getting outplayed, so we're not getting a lot of goals. We would usually be the losing team. So that's sick, dude. But first goal of the uh, season felt good. Rebound. I took a rebound in and I tried to pass it uh, across the crease and it went off a guy's ankle and in. So was that um, with the, was that with the um, what stick were you using? Hockey arsenal, bitch. Hockey arsenal, bitch. That's that's fucking good to hear. It wasn't a shot. It was a fucking pass. I went off a, a boot and in. Yeah, but I will say, dude, the one thing I do like about that stick, and I think it's probably the reason this went in, um, in beer league, beer league's weird to me with my passing because you kind of have to gauge the guy you're passing it to. So if it's someone that has, like, hands that are still very active, then you can rifle them. But if it's not, then you kind of have to put it a little bit softer and it might get picked off. But you know you have to do that to complete the pass. So I have an issue a lot of the times where I just throw too soft because I get too cautious because I want to make sure that I'm throwing something that the person can receive. Right. Because my passing also isn't as accurate as it used to be. So, but with this stick, dude, I'm zipping it and I love it. Like, you like the new curve? Have you been able to adjust to that? Yeah, I mean, I that was really technically my only like shot on goal. But warm ups, I've been fucking lighting okay. it up, dude. I mean, I lost two pucks in warm ups off the crossbar. What more can you say? That you know this, dude. You know this about Ket. If I hit a fucking crossbar and warm ups, I'm having a game. Also, also, I don't know if this is like a hardo move, but I'm gonna tell you my warm up routine. We pretty much get on the ice and everyone starts stretching, and I just go straight for the pucks. And I, I usually I'll do a couple. I'll just kind of rip a couple, go in, take a couple shots, and then when everyone starts going, that's when I stretch. I like uh, that. A lot. I like that a lot, dude. Yeah, right. Because then I get my shots in. Like I, I have an issue shooting on beer league goalies and warmups because I can never tell if they want it hard. Like if they want it hit, they want me to score. Like, do you know what I mean? Every goalie's a little bit different in that respect. If you don't, I know. always shoot really hard, really low. Yeah, like at pads. That's what I try to do too. 
But when there's no goalie in that, I mean, that's like when you can actually practice your shots. So you want to know what? They're a bunch of jabronis because when you're stretching, you're supposed to be a little bit warm before you stretch. You're not supposed to stretch cold. So if anybody's doing it right, it's you, Hal. Is that facts, dude? Yeah, yeah 100%. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm happy, I'm happy to hear that. And, and, Dale, when we go out, we can use these sticks, these hockey arsenal and elevate sticks. I'm really excited about it, dude. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like half the reason I, I really want to go. Yeah, I think we'll have a. I think we'll have a good time. Worst case, dude. I if the weather's nice, we'll just take my truck and somebody will sleep in the truck and somebody will sleep out in the tail bed. We got a tent too, dude. I'll I'll literally pitch a tent on any any plot of. All right, cool. And what's related to the rink, Hal? It's it's the Cairns rink. It's it's where uh, the lake is. Karen's rink in Burlington's a great rink. Burlington, Vermont, right on Lake Champlain. There's a beach down there. It's the perfect it's essentially the perfect rink to play summer hockey in and drink beers in between playing. It is. That's probably uh, no, Burlington, Burlington, Vermont, actually low key too, is uh I like one of my favorite cities. It's not like it's not like a powerhouse, but it's a great city to go to and it's like pretty reasonable and there's good restaurants and beer and shit. No? Do you not agree? Do you not like Burlington? You're I, the like, only... I like Burlington, but I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, it's like my favorite city in the world. Yeah, I mean, let's also – I just want to put this in perspective. I feel like we can say this. It's been a while. When we went to a tournament in Burlington, uh, Ken brought his girlfriend to a beer league tournament, and it was terrible. Wow. Um, so I don't really know if your memories would be as fond. I felt like the, the memories – the There's memories not a better room to play at. I would – uh, Dale and DJ Zumi at like two o'clock in the morning were probably yeah, totally irrelevant, irrelevant to the situation. So I think maybe give it another chance, even though it's probably closed. But it's a great city. I like it. All right, and that was. And then I just have this. Can I talk about softball or baseball? Or is this just strictly hockey podcast, dude? I was just trying to get my athletic, competitive nature involved. Yeah, if you want to talk about yourself for a couple minutes, dude, you don't have to ask us. Yeah, dude, well, Ked, before. Ked's Ked starts up this week. That's the co-ed softball team I'm on. I'll keep you guys updated on that. And also the uh, Saratoga Red Sox. We uh, we had our first scrimmage. I started, pitched one inning. Uh, I think yeah. I probably threw 11 pitches. Ground out, a line out to me. So ground out to me, a line out to me, and, a, and then a uh, strikeout. Threw like 11 pitches, one inning, fucking perfect game, so. <laughs> hero of the week dude how come that wasn't your hero of the week did you have something better dude i felt fucking good i've been working on this change up and it's actually like <laughs> dude i think it's the best pitch i can control and i threw 10 fastballs in one change up and the change up i threw almost went over the backstop i just released it weird dude and that fucking thing just went straight up and everybody was like what the fuck was that <laughs> i didn't even throw it's a curveball unreal. Um, but yeah, so we'll keep you updated. I love a little baseball, softball in the summer. Uh, now we're going to get into our Patty V hotline. Take it away, Pat. Hey, this is the Patty V hotline brought to you by the morning skate. All righty, here we go. Patty V hotline. Patty V did not leave a voicemail, but he's been very active on Facebook messenger lately. Uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, here's the thing. We're doing this 11 day power play and it got pushed back. And now our date is my mom's birthday. I can't miss my mom's fucking birthday. And on top of that, I doubt the ranks are going to be open August 21st because that's right when fall is happening, Corona's happening. So I'm just trying to play things by ear. However, Patty B, very, very active in Facebook Messenger and Snapchat. Just wanted to say that. Uh, just, just I, we, we got to show him some love, though, dude. 
Patty B has raised five, over $5,000 for cancer research. Oh, yeah. he, regar- he, regar- regardless yeah. if the tournament even happens. and I if, get something popping up from him every single day of somebody fucking donating money towards this kid. The kid, if you need anybody to drill home or raise money, he is the guy you want. He's our pit bull. He's our morning wow. pit bull, dude. Yeah, I love it. If we ever need to fundraise for anything, we're just going to get Patty B on the line and he'll fucking get it done. He really does, and he's relentless. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Never seen anything like it, honestly. Um, but here's our voicemail. This is uh, Darren Southpaw, Fourth Line Voice. Morning Skate Hotline. Here we go. It's Darren from the Fourth Line Voice. Hello, Ked. Just want to drop, just drop you guys a line. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's voting on the, in the uh, fourth annual Bob Probert Invitational. Just wanted to pass on my condolences of Darren Langdon's first round elimination. Uh, it's a sad day. But, uh, nope, just wanted to uh, drop a line. Hope everyone's voting. Hope everyone else there is staying safe. All right, boys, take it easy. He's one of my favorite people we've met having done anything with the morning skate. Like, there's not a single person in the world that has that many junior C fights or literally any hockey fight ever. He, he should be the hockey fights guy. Like when, when remember was it ice guardians? And then they interviewed the guy who did hockey fights. I was like kind of disappointed. Cause I thought he was gonna be like some sort of nail gun, like Southpaw's a nail gun. But uh, yeah, Darren Langdon, he went up against uh, Samanko. He wasn't going to win that fucking fight. No, here's the thing, dude. I, I'm going to, I agree. I think Langdon should have won that. If you're looking at Samanko, it's just, just like, who was the oiler who just got elected into the hockey hall of fame? Low. It's just that Oilers championship bias right there that got Langdon down. So um, it's nice that he threw that one out there. I was a couple other things I noticed just looking through the list. Um, Scott Parker versus Tony Twist is a hell of a fight. Oh, um, my God, right? The, rema- the remaining wait, 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 wait. Was Scott Wasn't Scott Parker the guy that went out in the middle of the woods and started punching trees with chains on his hands? Yeah, exactly. Sick. So the remaining guys that are left are Baruby, Brown, McGrath, and Twist, Boogie, Samanko, Grimson, uh, Simon, um, Baruby, I know Baruby was super tough, but I feel like that might be recency bias too. That's like Stanley Cup bias, dude. If yeah, I like they had Knuckles Nealon. I feel like he would have beat him, and he lo- he beat Sandy McCarty in the first round. Friend of the podcast, Sandy well. McCarthy. Yeah, lost. Sandy to McCarthy would have fed him his lunch. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I was going too. I mean, do you have a favorite to win this? I kind of like. I know he has to go up against Chris Simon, but I think Stu Grimson has like the coolest name in hockey fight. Uh, legend, so I'm kind of pulling for Stu Grimson. Do you have a Do you have a favorite? It's funny that you picked him, dude, because I'm pulling for Chris Simon. I just oh. <laughs> Chris Simon is a fucking just. Do you remember when he had the long hair too? He was so fucking intimidating. It wasn't like flow that came out of his helmet; like he had long hair. Yeah. Also, dude, I don't. I I kind of love this one too. I don't know if you'll agree. They had Wade Belock. Wade Belock beat out John Scott in the first round. Love that. Yeah, because the people who follow Fourth Line Voice aren't aren't on for a fucking publicity fucking tour with John Scott. They know they're fighting. Yeah, exactly, dude. So, I don't know if you have anything else. Everyone should vote in the fourth annual Bob Probert Invitational. It's great. It really is. I, I I'm gonna definitely tweet out this picture on her, or I'm gonna Instagram this picture because there are some sick fucking names on this. Uh, I'm surprised you're not pulling for the Ranger though, Bugard. I mean. Bugard versus Samanko is one hell of a fight, too. Um, Bugard what? I don't think of Bugard as a ranger. I don't think anybody does. I think when you think Bugard, wild. you think he's a Minnesota Wild. However, he did have one moment with the Rangers when he was – I think he was on a two-on-one, 
and he pulled up and took a slap shot from the top of the circles and it went in. And that was the only goal that Derek Bugard scored for the Rangers. And I, ju- I just remember being like, what the fuck was that? Like that was such a Ked move two on one. Don't even take it in. Just fucking grip and rip. Yeah. Uh, tough to see Wendell Clark go down to uh, McGratton, but like McGratton is quite the fighter. Parker lost a t- twist. I think Tony twist is kind of a cool fighter name too, because that's what he did. He just twists the shit out of you. Todd Fedoric lost a, I don't know who – do you know Ben Wilson is? No. Probably – I mean, if he's on the list, though, you got to suspect he's tough. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just – I love that he does this every year, and uh, we'll definitely Instagram that out for him. Really quick, I just wanted to say I did look up Stan Fischler, and it says that Stan Fischler is a historian of hockey, and he's also a historian of the New York City subway. Who yeah. the hell is a historian of the subway? Probably where he lives, dude. <laughs> dude. Stan Fischler looks like the little rat from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Argue me against it. Like, look up the rat on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and if Stan Fischler was an animated cartoon character, it would be him. What's the What's the guy's name, Dale? Stan Fischler looks like a very you know, the nice rat in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's the guy who like who like brings them up with him. Is it, am I wrong? I think I'm right. I don't know, dude. I was never a Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles fan. I love that he's – yeah, he's an encyclopedia. He's a historian, dude. All right, what do we have left? Uh, now we are going to get into our Dominic Morris Heroes and Zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, Dom Morris Heroes and Zeros time. Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll pop her off, dude. I was out on – uh, I was out on Saratoga Lake all day yesterday. Uh I do a little boat captaining, but there's a nice spot called Sandy Bay. Everybody drops down. Everybody has the anchors out, um, having a good time. So my hero is really just the lake. I felt like I opened up Instagram last night and everyone was at a lake. Um, just a fucking 4th of July out on the water. It was a perfect, perfect day. Like it wasn't, it, was. too, it wasn't too hot, but it was like, it was just a great day. Um, the, my, my favorite part, honestly, of the day is there's these uh, large wakeboard boat that was anchored down next to us who he was just setting the vibe as in like his D, his DJing. He just he wasn't missing at all. It was just song after song. It was sick. So we didn't even have to have music. We were just listening. And then there was just one particular moment. He put on the national anthem. Everybody, everybody stopped their music. Everybody saluted, put their hand on their hearts, got up on their boats. And just listen to it was all quiet. Just listening to the national goosebumps, dude. Goosebumps. It was sick. It was a moment, and uh, yeah, hero goes out to just being on the lake and good people. Right, how? What's your hero about? Yeah, my hero is saltwater, dude. I just went the opposite of the lake. I think we've had this debate before. I think you're either a lake person or ocean person. I don't really care. Like, if you're if someone tells me they're a lake person, like. I don't care. I honestly think it comes down to like what you did as a child. Um, but water's getting warm, dude. Warm days. I don't think there's anything in the world more refreshing than salt water. Uh, salt water, number one star. Refreshment. Salt water, how, dude? Uh, my number one star is just America, dude. Um, love being from here. I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, red, white, and blue. Just everything – Everything about it, dude, like cool national anthem, unreal flag. Like if you look at other countries' flags, I think we really lucked out with the red, white, and blue with the stars and the stripes. Would you agree or disagree? Are there like other flags that you guys are into? 
No, it's an elite flag. I would agree. It's an with elite that. flag. And not only is it an elite flag, it's an elite country. That's back to back World War champions. Uh, and, you know, I, I would. Just go into your zero. You're, you're on a roll. No, because there's another person that goes into my hero. Joey fucking Chestnut eating 75 hot dogs. How do you do that? And on top of that, I tweeted this out. I said, how do you eat 75 hot dogs? What I really wanted to say is, how do you poop out 75 hot dogs? He's a warrior, dude. Do you imagine taking a shit the next day after eating 75 hot dogs? I don't think it's the next day. I feel like it's almost a medical procedure situation. I always think, and this is a really weird – do you ever remember the episode of South Park and uh, Stan's dad took like the biggest dump in the world? Yeah. That's, That's what it. I always imagine it looking like. If you ever saw that episode, you know the visual I'm talking about. I need to find that picture and just tweet out Joey Chestnut on July 5th. <laughs> yeah. Doing that right now. But uh, shout out to that guy. What an icon. Who, who was before Joey Chestnut? Do you guys remember any like – Kobayashi. Besides him. Like, was there somebody who dominated the hot dog eating competition when we were kids? Kobayashi. Well, let's look it up. It was Kobayashi, and then it was Chestnut. That's it. I mean, Kobayashi was a legend. That's. I mean, there's a documentary on it, dude. I don't really think there was anyone before Kobe. Like, Kobayashi is the one that made it, like, mainstream. Like, he's basically the founding father of famous eaters. And then Chestnut's the American who kind of took him down. Um, after Kobayashi's debilitating jaw injury that sidelined him. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> I, agree. yeah. I didn't know that. I tweeted that out. Is that too aggressive? Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> zero of the weeks. Go, boys. Hell, yeah, you're I'll, first. I'll, I'll, I'll fire off. As long, to go along with how great the lake is on 4th of July – it also is quite dangerous and stressful. My anxiety was through the roof with all the idiots that come out on Saratoga Lake, on any lake, on 4th of July. It's filled with people who rent boats, who can't drive, um, people who drink way too much and really should not be out there. Um, the, the, worst, the worst part, there's a fireworks late at night. Everybody goes down to one side of the lake people without lights in their kayaks like they're like they're looking looking to get Doesn't get run over yeah like be smarter be safer please don't drink and drive on a boat it's a really dumb idea a lot can go wrong um and then i'll just throw in my last uh, honorable mention to pal with his lemon garlicious chicken marinade because i took i took your tip with that and that's shit's fire that's good to hear dude i actually forgot about that but i do remember thinking you sent me a photo of it and you didn't tell me anything about it so i thought you might not have liked it um yeah dude so i mean that's great to hear uh zero of the week dude i i don't really know if i have a zero of the week this week boys i uh if anything i guess the closest zero of the week i could have said this in beerly cocky um we got like an email saying people weren't wearing masks in the rank and it's like I talked about this before. Like, if, you, uh, if you're not wearing mask in the rink and you're going to ruin it for everybody, like, fuck off because it's, like, such a small price to pay to be able to play hockey. Uh, it turns out they have cameras at this rink that we play at, uh, and it was the refs. So the refs almost got the league canceled because the city saw in the cameras people weren't wearing masks. 
when they're playing hockey. The league got an email about it, and it was the refs. So another loss for the refs in the column. Those refs, I think, have been replaced. But it's like, figure it out, dude. Like, damn it. It's like, not that fucking hard, dude. The whole mass thing drives me insane because yeah. wear a fucking mask. Like, it's not that hard, dude. You're, you're helping other people. And yeah. it takes two seconds. You don't even need to wear it in your car. You don't have to wear it in your car. And the other thing with hockey is, like, we don't have to wear it when we play. Like, if, they, if we had to wear it when we play, that would be hard. Like, if the refs had to wear a mask on the ice, like, I get why they could, like, yeah. be upset. But, like, it's just in the locker room. And, really, they say you just have to put your helmet on. So, put your fucking helmet on, and then you can take your mask off. Like, it takes a ref five minutes to get dressed. If that, you have to tie your skates and put a pair of pants on and a little fucking jersey. Like, it doesn't take that long. Get in quick. Yeah, that's absurd, man. Just wear it. Don't be a fucking idiot, man. Don't do the, oh, I can do whatever I want because this is America. Dude, just fucking wear a mask. It's not that fucking hard. It takes two seconds. Oh. Uh, my zero of the week goes to people who bitch about the United States always, but then wear red, white, and blue to put up an Instagram picture to get 70 likes, let people know, like, oh, hey, I wore red, white, and blue today. That really pissed me off. So my zero goes to every single one of those people who just bitch about this country all the goddamn time. But when 4th of July comes around, it's like, oh, I completely forgot why I was bitching. Hypocrisy at its finest, folks, right there. Uh, and that was Dominic Morris, Heroes and Zeros. We have some biz dev stuff. Yeah, dude, just uh, you touched on it earlier, but really excited. We've got the Elevate Hockey podcast dropping this Wednesday. Um, this podcast will be released Monday. So next Wednesday, look out for it. Uh, fucking Tim, Andy, awesome guys to have on. Ked, what do you got on how that went? I thought it was really cool. Learning a ton of different shit about that. Uh, they were both really, really knowledgeable, and they knew what the fuck was going on. And, like, it was cool to get their perspective on on how to design hockey sticks, how to stand out, and – yeah. How to really just hammer at home. I thought that was that was the most interesting thing. And appreciate those guys coming on. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, if you're any kind of gearhead or, you know, stick aficionado, you got you gotta listen in because it's it's quite interesting to see. No, for sure. Um anything else? We also, yeah, we also have uh Tim Pearson, uh the founder and former NHL player, but the founder of Green Biscuit coming on. Um, this week and that'll one will probably be released the following week um excited to get that on talk a little street hockey talk a little talk a little rollerblading hockey you know things are cruising and then we also uh we also have a special special guest in the future that we'll release in a little bit but i'm pretty stoked it's the biggest biggest name i've personally contacted and got a got a scheduled date for so i'm hyped up about that one attaboy biz dev hell are you still locked in right now you good bro Locked and loaded, bro. What's next? All right. Three stars of the week. Last one. Here we go. All right, Jim and Mike. Thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right. Three stars of the week. My Well, 4th of July. So it's going to be your top three things you love about 4th of July. Uh, my third star, there's nothing better than an old Navy t-shirt that has like the USA. I think you guys all know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, malls are closed right now, but you definitely can go on their website and order them if you want to. I probably have like four or five just throughout the years. So old Navy t-shirt that really gets 4th of July going for me. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. I, I haven't really looked at them recently, so I'd have to see how their designs are, but 
when I was in elementary school, they didn't miss. I'll tell you that much. They shot their shot and they came through. I mean, year after year, they slapped the flag. It was either a gray, red, uh, blue or white t-shirt below it. And you went to town and every kid in school knew that. I mean, God bless America. My third star, um, (laughs) my third star would probably just be, I mean, Dale touched on it. I think music on the 4th of July, it's hard to miss on the playlist. There's a certain vibe. You gotta have a little, maybe a little bit of country, definitely some classic rock in there. Throw in some American classics, and then you can top it off with like Miley Cyrus. I mean, really, you can hit every single genre on Fourth of July, and it it just feels right. Katy Perry, Firework. Don't forget about Toby Keith, dude. Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue All Time Song. I said country, bro. Yeah, but you didn't mention him specifically, so. I mean, is that like your number one? Is that your number American one country, U.S. baseball? Yes. American country, yes. It's, it, when you think American, you think country music, you think Toby Keith. What are, are there any other, like, super, like, American country songs? I, I know, like, all of them kind of are, but, like, are there any songs like that? Like, you know how Boys of Fall is directly about yeah, high school I mean, football? Yeah, dude, when I think – no, nothing like Toby Keith. <laughs> that guy bleeds red, white, and blue. Hell, yeah. Hell I, yeah. I mean, I guess I would agree with that. I, Dale, I mean, do you have a favorite 4th of July song? I think Bruce Springsteen really hits 4th of July. Not even, I mean, he goes deep. I mean, he's got a cover of This Land is Your Land. You can go Born in the USA. He doesn't specifically really talk about, like, pride, but, I mean, he's as America as it gets. I think John Mellencamp is great 4th of July music. Um, Jack and Diane, dude. I don't know. Dale, you don't have anything? I mean, Avicii. I I was thinking Skinner and – Kid Rock. Kid Rock's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but what Kid Rock song is the one that you play on 4th of July? <coughs> it's not all Ball of the Ball. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all of them. Cowboy? <laughs> cowboy. Probably Cowboy. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's my third star. Uh, all right, yeah, my third star. I was just going – it's not really a – it was like more like this 4th of July than every 4th of July, but just my summer skates, they've been performing really well. Shout out to the boys at Summer Skates. They've they've really – Very comfortable. Perfect time of year to have them. I I wear them, like, every single day. Yeah. No, I would agree with you there. Like, have you tried washing them yet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so after we went – they got trashed last weekend when we went camping, and then I threw them in the wash. Good as new. They're, they're like, so molded to my feet now. It's perfect because I've got really bad feet. (laughs) And I didn't think they were going to work that well, but – Perfect. Boy. Um, my second star, just having a body of water, dude. You want to be out on the water on 4th of July. And for some reason, like, I can't remember the last 4th of July that it was, like, shitty weather. And maybe maybe it does happen on 4th of July, but I, maybe just the weekends of 4th of July are good weather. I don't know. But when it's a sunny day, you want to be out on the boat. You want to be out on the water. You want that sun. You want a little bronze going. You want just the whole vibe. So just a body of water would be my second star, dude completely agree dude if you're not near water i don't know what you're doing like, hall, even if you live in the middle of the country go to a river like i think that's what people do so whitehall uh, new york the founder of the navy <laughs> my, uh, yeah that's such a weird fact my my number two star um i i feel like a lot of holidays when you take a look at them like when christmas comes like you're kind of bummed out after like new year's is right after and then it's like oh man it's the pits of winter like you look forward to things or not Thanksgiving. I don't know. Maybe even like most holidays, you just look forward to them and then it's fucking done. 
So when July 4th comes around, you have all of July and you have all of August. And it feels like I know summer starts in June, but July 4th weekend, it's like these next eight weeks are going to be awesome. Um, So it's, it's a holiday where you actually look forward to the future and you're not looking back at the past. So optimism. Go off, Dale. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my second star goes out to Bomb Pops, those little red, white, and blue uh, pops. I just to, want to put that on mine. That's a good one. Didn't get to have one this week. Maybe I'll go out and treat myself tonight, but we talked about it last weekend on our camping trip. Dude, those things just hit. They hit differently. That was a – so we haven't even talked about that. We went camping last weekend and had, like, the best time ever. But what we did is when we went grocery shopping, we got an eight-pack of, like, those fucking – what are they called? Just like ice cream cones, right? And when you're fucked up at night, there's nothing better than eating an ice cream cone. So pat, pat ourselves on the back there, Dale. You forgot what the word ice cream cone was? No, but it's like a certain type. Like a drumstick? Drumstick. Yeah. Okay, Al, you're... I can't even... I'm fucking allergic to... I'm allergic to drumsticks. I know what they are, dude. That's sick. You know, you just get like an eight-pack of ice cream cones... <laughs> You just get blackout drunk. You just eat a couple cones, dude. That just hits fucking tight. My number one, you want to know? I'm I'll just sorry skip that you. you're not capable of doing that, dude. I'll just skip you. My number one star going right into it. You touched on Joey Chestnut. It's fucking hot dogs, dude. Uh, you got to eat hot dogs. You got to have hot dogs. I don't care if they're bad for you. Like, I know they are. I, like, I know hot dogs are not good for me, but I, I won't eat the organic ones. I think it's one food that, like, summertime comes around. You got to fire up the grill. You got to have dogs. Uh, and you don't have to apologize to anyone for it. Yeah. Uh, Bill's actually just texted me and said that she saw a sing-along truck, but instead of ice cream, it had hot dogs. I didn't even know those things existed. Did you guys ever see the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile growing up? Is that the one that's over by EBI? No, it was like, no, dude. It was like a literal hot dog. That It was a hot dog car. They drove around the country. It came to Saratoga once, dude. I got my photo with it. That's tight. I know what you're talking about, but never saw in person, no. Shame. All right, Kev, what's your number one star? My number one star, you got to watch a war movie. Uh, I rented Lone Survivor, and that scene where he talks about just being a Navy SEAL, no mountain too high, no sea too rough, no muff too tough, that whole thing just gets me jacked up, man, and just, uh, I don't know. What's, what's your favorite, like, USA war movie? Uh, I think it's The Patriot, which they had. Shout out to Netflix. They had a bunch of different ones on it. I do like Lone Survivor. Um, American Sniper is okay. I think I like Lone Survivor more than American Sniper, the more I think about it. I would agree with that. I love The Patriot. Speaking of The Patriot. Patriot uh, Day was on Netflix, the fucking Mark Wahlberg Boston one. If we could rewind to my zero, my another zero of my week would be the guy who reported me on Wikipedia for updating Brad Richards' Wikipedia page because that got taken down. I don't know if you saw that or not. I didn't do, but I'm not surprised. Wikipedia, it's fun to edit Wikipedia, but then you find out there's a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands that like to edit Wikipedia. I thought it was – there's a Captain Wilkins. He was a colonialist, and then he chose the Redcoats over the Americans – he looks exactly like Brad Richards, so I updated the Wikipedia and said that he acted in the Patriot and was up there for maybe like 10 minutes. <laughs> At least you got the screenshot to live on forever. Mm-hmm. And then right, Dale. uh, Dale's first star, he's not here, he's taking a call. It says, good vibes, perfect weather. Uh, all right, thanks, Dale.
But uh, how? what do you think? Good vibes, perfect weather? Yeah, I mean, you could say that's the first star of life, but I, I agree. I mean, got to have nice – I mean, uh, at the same time, though, yesterday wasn't that nice for me, but I was outside all day. Like, it was overcast. Like, good weather definitely makes the day hit on a different level, but it's not a deal breaker. Ultimately, it comes down to the vibes, but everyone knows that, too. Yeah. All right. Well, that was this week's podcast. How do you have anything else? That's it, man. I feel like this was a long one. Uh, I think it was. I think it was. Oh, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm tapped out. All right, guys. Well, tune in. Wednesday, we have another one coming out. And, uh, yeah, good things are on the horizon. Shout out to the bloggers for posting all their shit. Appreciate you. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Dollar, dollar bill, come get her. Even your man know Nikki's do it better. Double tap like me, baddies to my left and my right. Never chase a corny nigga, put that on my life. Just put it in this face, all this cake. He wanted the taste. We sippin' on that ace, itty bitty waist, pretty face. Yeah, eat it, cookie monster. He a slave to this pussy, call me monster. Real wet, I said slurping like it's pasta. They get nervous when it's Nicki on a roster. Somebody usher this nigga into a clinic. My flow still sick, I ain't talking to pants.